Yeah. What did you, what were you doing before you got into becoming a virtual trainer, virtual instructor? Yeah. So before I um, was virtual instructing with mm -hmm. Hotworks, um, yeah. I've been teaching locally um, in Fayetteville, North Carolina at various studios um, here. And my background um, is in power yoga. So like okay. power vinyasa flow sort of stuff. So um, I would teach everything from... How does that differ that? from regular yoga with, with power yoga? So power yoga... Um, incorporates a little bit more like dynamic movements. Okay. Um, so you might be incorporating, you know, kind of squats in with a core move. You try oh, gotcha. to, um, yeah, like incorporate as many parts of the body as possible um, to get kind of more workout, more strength building, maybe adding weights, like lightweight sometimes. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's a little bit, uh, more fast paced, more movement compared with Hotworks, which is more isometric. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool coming to Hotworks cause it was a phenomenal challenge for me, um, to slow down and hold postures a lot longer than I typically do. So, um, I loved just mm -hmm. the new challenge of it all. Well, the, you know, yoga is kind of one of these hidden secret ingredients, you know, to people's fitness. And I think that, you know, outside looking in, yoga looks very simple, right? But, you know, come to find out, especially doing hot works and doing other kinds of yoga, it is so much more than that. And it really lends itself to building strength in other areas of your program. If you're, if you're a big guy or whatever, if you're trying to lift more on a squat, yoga actually helps with that, you know? Yeah, I absolutely agree. So a lot of my private clients are actually... Um, like professional athletes yeah. or big weightlifters um, because of that range of motion, the transitional muscles that you develop um, flowing in and out of postures, um, sure. stabilization for those larger muscle groups. So you're getting into those deeper, fine muscles that you don't use as often. And um, actually when I found yoga for my own uh, fitness routine was coming from CrossFit when I was sore from head to toe and I was oh, like, I yeah. can't handle this. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's when I started and I was like, you know what, this is, I mean, everything. And I just fell in love with it and mm -hmm. got my certification. And then I've just, you know, been teaching for the past four years. That's amazing. And can you, can you tell me as well, like, like what, with yoga, right? What does it do that makes other forms of exercise easier potentially with, with yoga? Cause that's what I feel whenever I did it back in the day. Does it, it, it kind of, it must help with like balance and, and stability ideally, right? Absolutely. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I've noticed personally, and then my clients have noticed is core strength. Mm. That's a really, really tough one to get. Um, if you're solely, you know, weight training or running or, you know, whatever type of fitness you're choosing, um, that core engagement and stabilization from your whole cylinder, right? So it's, yeah. you know, your front body, your back body, um, is really hard to develop, not using, yoga or, you know, mat type training, yeah. um, as far as Pilates, that sort of thing. Wow. So core strength, absolutely balance, of course. And then I think the mental acuity is 
just on point as well, because you learn to control your breath. You learn to connect your breath to your movement. And it's a whole mind body breath connection. And I think once people can harness that, mm -hmm. it just lets you tap into a whole nother level of power um, for yourself physically. Well, you bring up a good point. Whenever I see anybody lifting weights or when I do it personally, I actually have to think about breathing because I find myself holding my breath a lot of times. So it's kind of funny how that's not, it's not natural per se. And we actually maybe have to train ourselves to just simply breathe during an exercise. So... <laughs> You know, I, I find it interesting, like even that simple little thing is something you potentially have to train through yoga or some other form of exercise. Absolutely. It's kind of going back to the basics because I think with fitness, some people jump in and they say, oh, I want to do, you know, deadlift this much or mm -hmm. I want to, you know, run a marathon or whatever these big goals are. Yeah. But yoga really helps you say, okay, that is the macro goal, right? Mm -hmm. Let me rewind and get back to really the basics of all of it. Because a lot of times we jump in and we do not have those building blocks to help really make us that best athlete that we can be. So, um, yeah, I totally agree. What, uh, did you play sports back in the day? Were you an athlete? You know, a little bit, not a lot. Mm -hmm. I had, um, and I don't know if this is what you were alluding to earlier, but I had a very challenging childhood. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really get the opportunity. I mean, I would, you know, run around outside with friends and, you know, little pickup games of you know, baseball here and there. But as yeah. far as organized sports, um, I didn't get the opportunity to do a whole lot of it, which I think now that I'm able to, kind of make my own decisions and build my own schedule that's why I love it so much because we, you know it's something I'm able to do and you're you must be more attracted to the the solo sports or the feeling that you're your own worst enemy in exercise or working out that kind of thing yeah for sure so um you know as a, apart from hot works apart from yoga mm -hmm. I also love to run Anytime I hate I'm running. I don't. CrossFit. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is definitely <laughs> it's well, I hate it because I suck at it. You know, it's like I, I think I think there is something so special to people who can run well. It seems like such an easy thing. But after doing it, you sort of realize that there is definitely technique involved in even just running or continuing to run, you know. So absolutely. Yeah. As far as like core engagement breath yeah I mean, like, kind of it, taking it back to yoga like yeah we taking it back about. to yoga it's so there's a lot of things running. yeah yeah and just also like running being able to just put the music in you know you put your airpods in and you yeah you just phase listen out to music which is a huge motivator for me um you know and just have that time to yourself so, yeah getting a runner's high yeah. you know trying to trying to like put yourself into that that almost like zen-like world you know or way of way of running yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, that adrenaline. It's, um, it makes me think it's funny. I always tell people, I'm like, you know, on the Avengers movie when the, mm -hmm. they asked the Hulk, you know, what's his secret? You know, <laughs> how does he have all this power? And he's like, I'm always angry. And I'm like, I identify with that so much it's because not, I'm like yeah. running and adrenaline, like that calms me down. Like it's it harder does. for me to just be chill. So it's a little bit, everybody's different. Yeah. So. It's like everybody's own, everybody's got their catharsis. They've got their, their sort of way to, to vent, you know, to push out all that emotion or, or adrenaline, like what you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then yoga kind of helps with the mindfulness aspect too, like being aware 
of how you feel in that moment. Am I right about that? Absolutely. So, um, and actually kind of piggybacking on that. Yeah. I last year, um, and I've done CrossFit and exercise, um, pretty much my whole adult life, Mm -hmm. but we were doing the CrossFit workout. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's called Murph. Yeah. That's a popular one. Yeah. So essentially you run a mile, you do a hundred pull-ups, mm-hmm. 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and then you run another mile on the back end. Yeah. And I had done it and you do it like every Memorial day. And it's a tribute to Chris Kyle, um, as far as his military career, um, I love that. and all of that. So it's kind of in remembrance of him, uh, on Memorial day. And I'd done it two years prior, but last May, right before hot works, I, I was actually hospitalized with, um, rhabdomyolosis okay, uh, and it's where you're, I was about to say, I don't know what kinesis. that is. <laughs> yeah. You're it's yeah. I'll expand. I didn't yeah. either. Um, but your creatine, it's super rare and it was really bizarre. And even the, the physicians were very stumped as mm-hmm. far as how I ended up with getting it. it, but your creatine kinesis levels just skyrocket. So what? you're typically around um, like 100 to 200 CK. Yeah. And mine were at their highest at 35,000. <laughs> so when Jeez. you work out, your muscles release that and then your you know body gets rid of it. Uh-huh. But it's just so crazy how, you know, you can get in that situation. But like having that mindfulness of being able to breathe, which is so bizarre because I'm like, yeah, that's mm. why I do everything I do. You know, I've done it before. I never felt like I was pushing it too hard, but they actually suspected it was put potentially from quarantine and wow. just life changing so much that um, it just put my body into shock, even though my body was used to, you know, those levels of exercises. So it was it was an interesting situation, but um you know, was able to work through it and come back stronger. So can I ask you this? How does that condition appear when you work out? Is it, is it the feeling, is it working too hard, but not necessarily feeling it? Is that kind of what, what that is? Because I'm curious, cause it, you know, when your body, it creatine helps with like the quick energy systems. And so my, my brain goes to, okay, well, if that's the case, then you must be able to do an incredible amount of activity without really feeling it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that was definitely part of it like too. A superhero. Um, well, and it's interesting because a lot of times you'll hear, you know, instructors say, "Oh, it's mind over body. It's mind over body." But yeah. for some people, maybe they don't feel that. So for me, it's okay. Let me do. I don't like pushing myself too hard because I'll push myself too hard because okay. I won't feel it. So, um, wow. absolutely. I think that that's something that, you know, people should be aware of and, you know, it potentially could not be a good thing to block your mind out and just force your body that it, there's got to be a balance between the two because maybe your mind won't tell you. It's almost like in your case, it's body over mind. It's, it's yeah you know it's, right it, yeah but no my, my I guy to, i have to flip it i have to yeah my mind, take yeah. Over the body. yeah that's crazy but sure. no my guy brain right when you said that immediately i was like so can you like lift super heavy crap and not feel it like i just i was like immediately you sounded like a superhero they're gonna make a movie on you 
Just that's where my head went. I was like, damn, does that mean she can like run forever and not feel it? So <laughs> like Captain America. I know. Right? That's immediately um, I'm like, you're literally living proof of that, you know, when you said that. Yeah. So it's crazy. Well, that's cool. why and I try to not necessarily go to the weights too much because yeah, I mean, I will just do whatever crazy stuff and then I'm like, that doesn't feel good, which is mm. when I started doing yoga. I'm like, oh, this feels amazing. You know, this feels right. So it's been that perfect balance for me. Wow. That is, that is amazing. And then you got into the, the hot works world. What's your, what's your favorite, um, workout with hot works? Ah, uh, it depends on the day. <laughs> what is What is your regime usually like your, your go-to, um, workout regimen when you, when you step in? So I, the, and the best part I love about Hotworks is that you are cross training. So just even Always. kind of snapshot the past two days. So yesterday I ran five miles. Okay. Um, and so coming off of running, I'm like, okay, my hamstrings, you know, my legs are sore. I need to stretch those out. Um, so definitely a yoga helps with that. Yeah. And then also um, did Ashley Grio's hot bands yeah. um, workout today because I'm like, okay, I can, you know, do upper body because it's my lower body that is, I worked yesterday. So For it's sure. all about functional fitness, functional exercise, thinking about and being deliberate, you know, okay, obviously my hamstrings are super, you know, worked out you know, I can do upper body. So I did some bands, um, you know, doing some yoga to get stretched out. If I haven't been running, um, a cycle or a blast to get that hit, you know, your heart rate up. And a lot of times I'll combine the two as far as doing a hit session, a cycle and, or blast. Yeah. Um, and then maybe do, you know, buns for some band resistance, mm -hmm. lower body, um, core, um, the, workout that I am the instructor on presently. That's definitely a go-to because I always am a huge believer. Like you can never overwork your core and that's coming for somebody that's who true. has definitely overworked things. So, that's true. um, you know, that's one thing that I've never felt like you can get too much of it really. I think it's hard to get enough of it. It's so, true. It's um, probably, yeah, I think, I think people have lost the idea of working out the core because you know people get caught up in types of bodybuilding splits and how do you like split up your body parts throughout the week if you're trying to build muscle lose weight no matter regardless of what goal you have i think it's it's so confusing as to how we split up certain body parts that oftentimes the the core takes a back seat because i know it did with me you know you split up all these big body parts and then you forget to even just work the abs which is not essentially the core you know it's it's so it's forgotten uh, in today's society fitness world so yeah just the idea of working the core yeah absolutely and it is i mean to me the most important because it feeds into everything else mm -hmm. because you're if you're not engaging your core you can't stabilize <laughs> your low back. So injury, you know, that's, I think the number one thing that you can incorporate in your exercises to help prevent injury. Yeah. Um, and then as far as form, so it's injury prevention and then also being able to target, you know, if you're doing heavy squats and you mm -hmm. don't have your core engaged, mm -hmm. you're really dumping into your back. You're not even getting, you know, that's your so glutes, you're not getting your legs because you're not, with the proper form yeah. working the correct muscle. So, um, I'm all about alignment form, 
um, activating those muscles. And I think so often there's ego, right? There is. So Big people time. will jump in and say, oh, no, I'm going to do, you know, 30 pounds where they really need to maybe even start at 10 um, to even just get their form down to fire those muscles that they're supposed to be using for the workout and not allowing some secondary muscle group to come do the work for them just because they want to accomplish that higher weight. Is that something you often find in the clients you help is that that's kind of lacking just the, the idea of, of making sure the core is always involved? Yeah, no, hundred mm -hmm. percent. I think, um, Pilates is a huge, I do a lot of Pilates work with people and they're like, why are we laying on the mat? I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I want to get ripped. I want to look good. And I'm like, this is literally where it all starts. Like, yeah, it's a foundation. You can engage. I'm like, yeah, show me that you can engage your core and we'll progress. And yeah. I promise you 98% of people do not do it correctly. So it's like, that is just like, I'm like, we're just going to start right here because mm -hmm. I've met, you know, maybe one person that we walked into training and I've trained with hundreds of people and yeah. I, you know, maybe one person actually really, really understood it. So um, it's a huge thing and it takes a lot of time to learn. And then once you feel it in your body, it's like a light bulb, like, Oh, this is what it feels like. That's yeah. what they mean. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a Very. mind muscle connection at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. Cause people don't even know, you know, if, if they've never been in the gym, learning how to just flex muscles in general is, is an art form. It's, it's something that, that really does, uh, lend itself to doing exercises properly and just knowing where to feel it in certain areas, you know, Absolutely. developing. Yeah. The and that exactly. And that was really the game changer for me because I'm like, you know, you can run mm -hmm. however many miles you can just wear your body completely out. And at the end of the day, not have accomplished what you wanted to because you haven't be, been able to figure out like, Oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like, or this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those fine tuned muscles. And for me individually, it's, um, my shoulders, like for me personally, oh, it's being that. able to engage my back body. Cause I naturally round my shoulders and my posture. Don't we all um, though? So that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, learning to work that. So as much as I pour into other people, I also have people, you know, pouring into me so that mm -hmm. I make sure that I'm getting, you know, what I need in my, my own personal body as well. Can you tell me what the difference is between Pilates and yoga? And then there's also yoga Lattes too. What's, what are, what distinguishes those three? Yeah. So yoga Lattes is kind of a fusion between the two sure. and I teach all three. Okay. Um, Pilates is more about focusing on really <laughs> slow, precise movements okay. and it's, you know, that muscle engagement. So you're really focusing on that discipline okay. of the muscles of the movements. Um, and then with Pilates, you can also, there's, you know, reformers, different types of, you know, props and things that you can pull in, you know, using more bands, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's that functional side. Um, and then yoga is more the postures, more using blocks to, sure. um, bring the earth to you or to get your body to working towards a shape. Sure. And I always tell people never force your body into a shape that you assume this is what yoga is supposed to look like. 
you invite that shape into your body and modify it however you need to, because it should always feel good. Yeah. Um, you know, there should never be pain in yoga. So, and another huge thing, I feel like not enough people utilize blocks, utilize, you know, it's a good being tool. able to work up to a certain shape. Um, so it's more that, and it's a little more, you know, meditative and there's mm -hmm. different subsets of yoga, but the two, and it's, that's a lot of what I teach is like yoga lattes, like that fusion of the two being able to isolate, be very precise in engagement, that functional, mm. um, use of the muscles. Whereas, and then yoga, you know, if you're able to do that, you'll grow in your yoga practice because if you have better development of those muscles, mm -hmm. then you can utilize them to be, I, I don't think there's a success level in yoga. I definitely don't look at it that way. Sure. Um, but you will progress further into your postures if that's where you want to go. And if it's not, then, you know, you've still won at yoga. There's no, yeah, <laughs> there's no, no set thing. Yeah. But there is, yeah, I, I see the, the progression happening when you're able to shape your body more, more comfortably, I guess, in this, in, in yoga, you know, cause it's, it's amazing. Yeah. First for me, it's the first time I did it. Gosh, you feel as stiff as a two by four, you know, they're telling you to like freaking throw your head over your, I mean, your, your leg over your shoulder, you know? And, and yep. I'm like, man, I can't even, it's, it's the art of like shaping the body. And, and I'm amazed yep. by at the fact that people can actually progress through that and those movements that seem so difficult can actually become at some point easier to do and yeah. your body's able and to actually so, do that. Absolutely. And it's such a balance and you know, yoga balance. There's so many layers to that. But mm -hmm. as far as flexibility, um, having like a passive opening and then more of an active in muscle engagement. So there should always be in any yoga posture, a balance of the two. It's not all just stretching your muscles as far as they can go to the max, but engaging the muscle while lengthening it, because that really gets you the best use of that. And you'll improve flexibility and you'll improve strength mm -hmm. as instead of, you know, straining something. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a good point. I mean, that's, that's the problem when you're doing regular strength training or, or powerlifting, everybody's, everybody could strain something. So it's far more, it's, it's almost like you're preparing your body to, prevent injury with yoga absolutely yeah. yeah that's a great way to put it that's amazing yeah. what do you do personally as far as your own diet regimen goes how do you how do you diet that kind of reflects your fitness lifestyle right now yeah so i am keep it as simple as possible and okay. i know and i'm sure there's value to all these different you know, things that people do, but mm -hmm. I focus on eating completely natural. So like no processed food, no additives, kind of one ingredient stuff. Um, okay. so I'll do egg whites just because I don't care for the yolk. Yeah. Um, I just don't like the taste of it. But, um, I like that know. reason other than what people have told me, you know, most people avoid the yolk cause they think it's, it's bad for you. So you know, I like, I like that you said it's because of the taste and I don't blame you for that. The yolk is like an acquired yeah. taste almost. It's gross and slimy and, and gross. So right. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then, you know, fruits, I mean, you just think one ingredient foods, because I think there's so many things in our food that are processed that are made in factories that our bodies were not created to process. Mm -hmm. And I think they're foreign and therefore 
our body doesn't know what to do with them. So they just kind of store them. And I think that that's where we get a lot of, you know, free radicals in the body, those sorts of things that you don't want, the toxins that you're sweating out at hot works, you know, mm. a lot of it you can prevent by mm. having a clean diet. So um, as natural as you can think, I mean, and I do eat meat for sure. Okay. Um, I'm a big, big believer in the protein. So I love that. Um, you know, lots of lean meat. I don't try not to do just, and it'll hurt my stomach and I don't do dairy again. It hurts my stomach. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think a lot is processed. I don't do bread, but I do carbs, um, but natural. So potatoes, sweet potatoes, that sort of thing. But see your diet, your diet is so similar to a bodybuilder diet. Like it really is somebody preparing for a show. That is pretty much exactly what you're doing. It is all these clean sources of food. And I, I am such an advocate for that because I I rather I like it that protein ha it has to be a part of people's lives. I don't see protein as like a bad thing that some some people do, you know, they're like, "Oh no, protein doesn't sit well." It's like, "No, your body needs it," you know. You got to figure oh, out yeah. how to how to implement this. Sure. I'm sure there's, you know, red meats can be inflammatory sometimes. It can maybe lend itself to joint problems, but the, you know, you can't just scratch out protein and eliminate something so big and so crucial as that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always say all things in moderation. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely like, well, I have two kids. We'll have pizza and I, I'll have a piece of pizza. You know, it's not all that all the time because you can't sustain that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I tried to definitely limit it and, you know, maybe have like one cheat day type like of, that. um, yeah. schedule. Yeah. Cheat meal. Awesome. And I love some brownies and some cookies oh, and sugar you. is my Jeez, kryptonite. So yes, you've got to have a cheat at least once a week. Um, and it, sometimes I'm like, wait, I've turned this into once a day and I'll uh -huh. rewind and I feel like crap. And I'm like, oh, I feel like crap. I'm like, well, I have been eating cookies all week. So that makes sense. Do people um, need to, but it's tough with kids. Yeah. Do, do people with the idea of the cheat day, do people need to like, pick a certain food to cheat on or do, or do you, in your mind does it really matter because some people go for like what you said the brownies and the cookies some people would prefer like a juicy burger or something do, what what do you think about that is there a particular way to go about a cheat meal yeah i usually kind of choose one you know i try okay. not to be like okay i'm gonna have a whole dessert and french fries and <laughs> you know all of it, but i'll kind of like okay i want to do a cheeseburger so that's gonna be you know my thing but i sure. you know again it comes back to listening to your body and i think our bodies are smart they'll tell us you know what it is you know they they're are. craving they're wanting and a lot of times you've got to kind of <laughs> that is where i'm good at mind over body because i'm like okay i know we want you know a whole mm -hmm. cake, but let's eat, you know, a piece of dark chocolate like that. Yeah. That's good. So um, being able to be, you know, disciplined with that. And I think naturally um, my body and I don't do it on any set schedule, but I just kind of noticed over the years, I'm like, I'm pretty sure my body carb, carb cycles itself. And I don't know anything about it, but yeah. you know, I just noticed times where it's, I need, you know, my body's craving more carbs. So I'm like, get the clean carbs. And then there's times where I'm like, Ooh, I really need protein. So I'm not a mm -hmm. super, um, strict or regimented person, but I just try to be aware of what I'm craving, what my body's needing. If I'm feeling tired, you know, what yeah. are those natural foods that I can grab 
you know, that I keep in the refrigerator, that I keep stocked, um, you know, that I can fuel myself with because I really see it as, you know, you should mm-hmm. eat to live, not live to eat. Well, I, I actually love what you said about your body kind of tells you about the carb cycling. Like if you listen to your body, it's almost naturally carb cycling. You know, most people yeah. won't say that because, you know, fitness nowadays is kind of turned into, especially on Instagram and with, you know, cookie cutter plans, everything is like a, a program and a plan that you need to implement where the solution is far more simple than that. And it's literally just about understanding what your body is craving at that particular time. So it, yes, it's, I love that because yeah. and as I always tell people, I'm like, think about, are they trying to sell you something, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. everybody's yeah. selling something and yeah, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, but diet plans, the fads, the, all that stuff. I'm like, it is not that complicated and people have to have it easy. Like I'm married, I work, I have two kids. Like I don't have time to plug everything into an app and scan this or that. And if you do and great, and if it works for you, then great, no judgment at all. Mm -hmm. But I think so many people could have much better results if they could leave that behind and say, drive forward with a very simple plan of clean eating and listening to your body. Yeah. And, and you were talking about, you know, the people who can do the, the serious macro counting, but oftentimes it's only, it only lasts a few weeks. You know, this, the, the intuitive perspective is far more long-term, you know, kudos to the people who can do the macro counting, but gosh, I've, I rarely see it as something that has lasted a person years, you know, like a real long-term cycle that their body has accepted. It's, it's not, it's not something that people just, just keep going with, you know, whereas with what you're talking about, it is definitely something to keep going with. It is so much more adaptable. Absolutely. Yeah. It is totally, you know, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's got to fit your lifestyle. And if it's restrictive and if it feels forced or mm-hmm. challenging you're not going to keep up with it and yeah. like you said the minute you put one thing in your mouth you weren't supposed to you know you just lose that progress oh, so you do. it's so true and yeah. then and then you get that you know you get the shame heaped on there you get regret and it's just it it causes more stress which ultimately Absolutely. i'm sure you see it's like that that's a big problem too people are always stressed out about fitness Yeah, of course. And like the flip side of it too, I've definitely had clients that have struggled with eating disorders, Mm -hmm. um, which that's a whole nother, you know, challenge because that motivation of being low on the scale or losing, 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 you know, and a lot of times at a malnutritioned point for Mm -hmm. their body. Um, so that's a big conversation too, that it doesn't, you know, it's not always about, you know, the number on the scale, it's about how you feel Mm -hmm. making sure you're in a healthy weight range, um, so that your body is properly nutritioned, um, and allowing yourself grace. I mean, our bodies change every day. My weight fluctuates probably I'd say in a range of 10 pounds, you know, from any given, you know, it's, it's it's a usual thing when I, and at first it is very tempting to be like, Ooh, you know, that's yeah, low mm-hmm. or like, I like, I like that it, you know, can get here mm-hmm. or, and then you would feel that shame of, Oh, I had cheat day or a weekend, you know, with my family and enjoyed life. And, Oh man, I'm up five pounds higher than I like to be. So there's that kind of game that people get into in their minds and it's, 
being aware of it, number one, number two, knowing where that spot is that you need to be, that's healthy for your body and not obsessing over a number. Um, that is so, so dangerous. So yeah, I think you feel what feels right in your body. You Mm -hmm. don't get a set agenda as far as a number, you know, fixated in your mind, Mm -hmm. you eat clean, and you um, give your body fuel. I mean, that's what food is meant to do. You're supposed to fuel yourself. So, yeah. Um, and the two things yeah. you said about giving yourself grace and allowing yourself to sort of function within a range, as opposed to always looking at the number on the scale and then and the determining, you know, you, the the positivity or the negativity that you're about to feel because of that specific number. You know, it's it's. No, you, it's it's all about the range. You know, your body's going to change from day to day. It's for guys and gals alike. It's you know, it's just it's just something that is going to happen. Whatever plan you tackle with fitness.